Odyssey celebrates Father's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. I met a guy recently who told me that he spends roughly $250,000 a month. I talked to another person recently who made $50 million at the age of 30. What do you do with that money? How do you spend it? How do you not spend it? What do you invest in? If you meet a rich person, these are questions everyone wants to know, but you're too embarrassed to ask. That's the whole premise of MoneyWise. We talk to real people who have made a significant amount of money, and we ask them all about their finances. My name's Sam Parr, and the podcast is called MoneyWise. That's one word, MoneyWise. You can find MoneyWise wherever you get your podcast. No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filipponi. Eagles Giants. I got some coaching stuff here that we'll get to in a little bit. But let's uh, let's start with the winning team, and it was a blowout. Did Jalen Hurts look impressive enough, healthy enough to you to believe that he's Super Bowl ready? All right, so just a full disclosure here. We said on our Thursday show that our show bet was going to be Eagles alternate line minus nine and a half, which I waited too long to get great value. I didn't put that bet until like 20 minutes before kickoff. And by then, minus nine and a half was dead even money. It was plus 100. Nice. So that's all I got on it. <laughs> but, I mean, so but it was I'm, so goddamn easy. So I locked this bet in. And then Pam Oliver says, I talked to Jalen Hurts, and he said, quote, I'm not even close to 100% healthy. And I go, that would have been fucking nice information to have had at any point this week. Yeah. That he's just telling Fox sideline reporters this like it's Mm -hmm. casual information. So there was momentary panic for me, but then Philadelphia just went right down the field and scored. And I, and I, we talked about this on Thursday. I said this game could go one of two ways. Ways either Philly was going to do that, and the Giants were going to realize right from the very beginning that they were just not up for the fight. They don't. They didn't have the. Uh, they didn't have. They didn't have the. Uh, they didn't have the weapons, the personnel to keep up. Or Philadelphia was going to look sloppy and beat itself. That was the only way they were going to lose the game. And they looked like the team that for the first 10 games of the season had the best record in the NFL. I thought. Yeah. The, uh, the sideline report scared me too. Um, he looked, the shoulder looked, looked good on the throws. I thought like the, like the zip, the zip was there. Um, and he ran the ball nine times, including for an easy touchdown, but he, he didn't look, terribly interested in running I guess I would say and they got up so big that it felt like they just decided that they didn't really need to like I I would agree with that you know like Sanders had 17 carries that's high for him Gainwell had 12 that's high for him fucking Boston Scott who only scores his touchdowns against the Giants had six so that so they had 35 rushing attempts 35 non Jalen Hurts rushing attempts it just and I still think such a huge part of his game obviously is is running and now he gets the Niners front seven I he's clearly healthy enough to be good and they're such a talented roster that 
they I do think they can win the Super Bowl, but there was something about just how he was looking to run, how he was looking kind of avoiding a little bit of contact when he was running. He picked uh, the spots. Picked the spots, slid a couple of times. Like, you know what I mean? It was it was it was effective, but it was not it was not explosive and it was not intimidating. So I I, I kind of believe him that he's still not a hundred percent. And I wonder if they advance past San Francisco if the two-week break before the Super Bowl would bring him back to what he was the first, you know, 75% of the season or whatever it was. But um, the Giants just – it's exactly what we thought it was, man. They just – they don't have enough talent to compete with a Tier 1 team. Not even not even close. They, they beat the Vikings, who were bad, who they were probably legitimately better than them. DVOA would suggest that. The result of the game would suggest it. And then they played a team that they had no business really competing with, and they weren't competitive. Yeah, I thought Daniel Jones's comment after the game will probably be rehashed and picked apart a lot in New York this week because, you know, he talked about the whole, he said, you know, this is business now. Talking about how yeah. he doesn't have a contract as business. Well, look, obviously the offensive coordinator and, and head coach combination there brought out the best in Daniel Jones. But I also wonder, just because those coaches did that, wouldn't there be part of you that's like, F this team, they didn't pick up my option? Like, I would feel that way. I it, I, it just, yeah, yeah, I would feel that way too. Um, I don't know how much hardball he'll play because he could always, because like they could franchise tag him. No doubt. But I just wonder from his and that, perspective. That would be a huge win for him. If, I mean, the franchise tag for Daniel Jones would be, um, it'd be way more lucrative than the fifth year option. Well, but my point is, Danny, if they don't franchise tag him, He's going to have the rest of the quarterback needy teams bidding on him. And I just wonder in an open market if there's going to be a team or teams that think, you know what? Yeah, the coach has made him a lot better. But also look at the lack of weapons that were around him. A guy that got waived by Buffalo midseason was his best receiver. Now that he's got some confidence and we've seen – the blueprint for how to make this guy better. Like, is there a team that might hire Kafka and then just say, we'll sign Daniel Jones to be our quarterback? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that would be fucking crazy. Like they, they, they weren't that good, man. Oh, I know. I mean, they had a, they had a, they had a minus turnover differential. So, so you're, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to stake not only your quarterback, but your head coach. On, on that, like I, I'll, I'll I, just I say he, this for me, I think he's Jones, more valuable to the Giants than he is to any other team. Well, I think they feel that way. I'm not sure it's mutual based on what Jones said. He didn't sound like he was like stoked about returning to New York next year. And I would just say, like, I he passed my eye test, and I know. And I know that the Vikings defense stinks and the Colts defense stinks and Philadelphia was a lot better and he did not make many plays in that game. But he just looks a lot better than he did the last few years where he'd fumble the ball, he'd throw it away recklessly, 
he's not doing that anymore. So nope. I I think the potential's there actually for him to be. I don't. I mean, what what is his ceiling? Is it? I mean, is it top? Is it top eight or ten quarterback in the league? His ceiling he, is yeah, sure. His ceiling is top ten quarterback in the like league. Like if you put him on the if you if you put him on the Eagles roster yesterday or Saturday night, do they win the game thirty eight seven? Probably. Right. I think they. I, may, yeah, maybe. Sure. With yeah. that line and the way they play, yeah. well, he's running the ball like Hurts. Yeah, yeah, and Hurts Hurts had 150 something yards passing, so sure. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he's the, the the Eagles. We talked about it though. Eagles might be a perfect situation. I remember doing a lot of that on the show when the Bears played the Eagles about like I'm just not convinced that Jalen Hurts is better than Justin Fields. When flip the quarterbacks, I don't think Hurts is scoring on Philly's defense with the Bears weapons. So I'm I'm with you. And I think that Daniel Jones... I'm going to say something right now that might blow your mind. Well, it wouldn't be if the first I'm the, If I'm the Raiders, I think I'd be more interested in Daniel Jones than Tom Brady. I'd be curious in seeing him with Jacobs, Adams, and Waller, and the threat of him as a runner in that offense. For me. Because now you're playing 11, like it's what coaches say all the time. You got to count for 11 dudes. You're not doing that with Brady. I feel like you're reading that quote pretty harshly, though. Like he was like, I'd like to be back, but it's a business. He didn't have to say business. He could have <laughs> just left it at a, as I want to be back. Yeah, but, you know, he, his agent probably texted him after the game. Tough loss. This is what you say. Don't don't kill our leverage. Let's go get you $40 million. If he says, I want to be back here, what? Now teams aren't going to try to pursue him in free agency? Maybe. All I'm saying know. is when you get rejected by a team, I think you take it fucking personally. I would. I, I would too, but then that coach saved your career and got you millions and millions of dollars. But that coach, by the way, I know they were not winning this game in any circumstance. I know that. Okay? Can you explain to me, down 21. Oh, I know. In the fourth quarter, I know at the 42 yard line on fourth and six with 13 minutes and 20 seconds left, punting the ball away. I know the Eagles then just drive down the field. It's an eight minute drive and kick the field goal. What? Kick, what the hell is he doing? I, I, I yeah. What, that, dude? I'm not saying it's fireable because he had such an unbelievable year. And I've spent the last six weeks saying that it's ridiculous that he's not the favorite for coach of the year. And that it was a joke that Sirianni. He waved a white flag. That's what he did there. I mean, he conceded the game. But he ended up losing by 31. I know, dude. I'm not. I was was as miffed and as mystified as you when I saw him do that. I couldn't believe it. Like, there's 13 and a half minutes left. You could score three touchdowns in that amount of time. You know what you can't do? Score three touchdowns <laughs> when you punt the ball away. I know. I couldn't believe it. All right. You Last know what? Game. Just one quick thing on that. One more thing on, on just for a second, the coaches. Uh, I had no reason other than geography to dislike this Eagles team. But... You know what really pissed me off? This is going to like, you're going to be shocked by this. Sirianni, don't fucking look at the camera like that, you goddamn goof. 
I want <laughs> I want them now. Like he's making this face like you like that, like one of those deals, like try to stop this. You're playing the fucking Giants, okay? <laughs> like make that face after a quarter against the 49ers or the Chiefs. You want to impress me? Do it against them. Pick on somebody your own size kind of deal. You know okay. what I mean? Don't blow like after 15 minutes against the goddamn Giants, dude. <laughs> Nick Saban wouldn't do that against goddamn Vanderbilt. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that really annoyed me. I like it. That's a solid take. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I talk honestly about the hard parts of life. Join us and guests like Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Brene Brown as we have refreshingly honest conversations. New episodes are out every Tuesday and Thursday. So listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts.